This morning, if you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. John chapter 20. I'll be reading verses 11 through 18. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the Word of God. Hear the word of the Lord. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. May God add his richest blessings to the reading and hearing of this his holy word, the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. In our house, um, I, have a, I have a box frame. You all know what those box frames are where you, you can put stuff inside them and close them up? I have a box frame of a, of a CD, uh, a music CD, um, that's autographed by my favorite band. And on the CD, it says, To Mike. And then all the band members signed it. I used to have that hanging in my in my my office and people would come by and they'd look at it and go wow that band knows you I was like well um, um, actually I wasn't even there when they signed it but you know you know when when we when we see famous people when we when we watch the same newscasters every night or even if, if you're on YouTube and you follow people who have YouTube channels and see all their videos, we almost feel as if we, we know them. But the reality is that they have no idea who we are. And we only know them for the image that they put forth on the screen. That may not even be who they really are. When, when Mary Magdalene went to pay respects at Jesus' tomb before the sun was even up on that Sunday morning, the last thing she expected to hear was her name. 
She discovered that the stone covering the small cave where Jesus was buried had been moved away and that the the grave was open. I mean, the first thing on her mind was not that Jesus had risen from the dead. First thing on her mind was that, oh my goodness, someone disturbed this grave. I wonder if the body's been tampered with or even taken. Kind of a grisly way to start your day. So she ran back, terrified, not sure what was going on, told Simon Peter and John the horror of what she found. I mean, there was absolutely no joy in her heart when she found this tomb empty. She didn't know what was happening. So Peter and John ran to the tomb, and she followed behind them. They ran in, and they saw that it was empty. And they realized that, you know, Jesus was right. He told us he would come back from the dead. That's what happened. They realized it. They, they, they discovered it, and so they ran back to go tell everybody, and they left poor Mary standing there at the tomb crying. Thanks a lot, guys. They just left her there. Well, as she was crying, she looked into the cave, which is where Jesus had been buried, and she saw two men sitting where Jesus' body used to be. Now, back in that day, most people wore one robe, okay? These men each were wearing two robes. And the robes were dazzling white, which was really rare to see. See, they didn't have Clorox bleach back then. So bright white linen was very rare. I mean, these definitely were prominent men to have such expensive clothes. John writes that they were angels, or they were heavenly messengers sent to the earth. Now, they must have looked pretty human-looking because John only describes what they wore as being significant, not how they looked. So they must have been very normal-looking except for their clothes. So the angels ask Mary, why are you crying? It's, it's as if they're shocked. Why in the world are you crying? And Crying? Crying? There's no crying on Easter. Why are you crying? There's no crying on Easter. They couldn't understand why she would be in such grief when Jesus had just conquered life and death. And I think her answer to that question of why she's crying tells us a lot about where Mary was on that morning. She said, I'm crying because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. I want to pause here for a second because there's something really interesting going on in this chapter of John. It's not in our scripture reading today, but look at John chapter 20, verse 2. It's the section before our passage today. This is when she, this is when Mary is telling um, Peter and John about what she saw. John 20, verse 2. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and he said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've laid him. Now see, there's a difference between what she told the disciples 
and what she said to the angels. And it's a very slight difference, but it makes all the difference in the world. See, to the disciples, she says, they've taken away the Lord. But to the angels, notice what she says. They've taken away my Lord. And as soon as she refers to Jesus, not as the Lord, but my Lord, she turns around and she sees a man standing behind her. And this man asks her, what else will you ask Mary on that day? Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? That's the third person who's asked her why she was crying. This man was Jesus, her Lord, risen from the dead, but Mary was so caught up in her own grief and misery that she couldn't even recognize him. Have you known people like that? I have. They're, they're so wrapped up in themselves and their own problems, their own despair, that they wouldn't even see Jesus if he was standing right in front of them. Kind of like Mary was on that first Easter morning. She couldn't see Jesus because she didn't expect to see Jesus at that moment. I mean, Mary is, is so overwhelmed. She's not even thinking clearly. She thinks Jesus is the gardener. She doesn't even recognize him. I mean, she knew Jesus. She was close to Jesus. They knew each other very, very well. But she's so wrapped up in her own problems, she couldn't even recognize him. She, she thinks he's the gardener. Please, sir, if you've moved the body, please tell me where he is so I can go return him. I mean, she is so stressed. She's so filled with grief that she's not even making sense at this moment. See, her life had been transformed by this man, Jesus. She was there when he died. She watched him die a horrible death. And now his body was missing from the very place he was buried a couple of days before. I think to call her hysterical may be an exaggeration, but she appears to be close to that. She's just inconsolable. She's not thinking clearly. Her mind is racing. She doesn't know what's going on. And then one word. With one word, this man is able to calm her down and to turn her grief into joy. Mary. All Jesus had to do was say her name. And immediately, she thinks there's only one man that I know who can say my name like that. And she knows that it's Jesus. She clings to him because she doesn't want to lose him again. I lost you once. I don't want to lose you again. But Jesus tells her, he says, go tell the disciples that I'm alive. 
Go tell them. So she leaves and she finds the disciples and boy, does she have a story to tell them. See, when, when Peter and John got back, they told everybody they saw the empty tomb. Guys, we saw the tomb. It was empty. That means Jesus is alive. But then here comes Mary. Guys, remember when you ditched me back in the cemetery? You may have seen the empty tomb, but guess what? I saw Jesus. There. She must have felt good about that. I saw him. He talked to me. I held him. I hugged him. And she gave him the message. Now, you know what's interesting to me? I always like, when I read the Bible, I always like to think of other possibilities. What if? You know, Jesus could have made himself visible to Peter and John at the tomb. It would make sense for him to. I mean, they were his top two leaders of the disciples. He was there. Why didn't he make himself visible to them? He chose not to show himself to them early on that Easter morning. Jesus chose Mary to be the first one to see him. A woman who had once been demon-possessed and probably known as the crazy lady from Magdala. Jesus chose her to be the first one to see him. I mean, in, in first century Jewish culture, women weren't even allowed to testify in court because they weren't seen as being worthy enough. But why Mary? Who would, who would believe Mary that Jesus was alive? Maybe Mary was the first person to see Jesus because Jesus wanted the report of his resurrection to come from not the most likely of places. See, Jesus didn't come for just the right people in society. His message was for everybody. Jesus didn't go through the proper channels. He did things his own way. And so in John's Gospel, Jesus' first resurrected conversation was with Mary Magdalene. I think that's wonderful. And for Mary, even though she didn't recognize Jesus at first, all he had to do was say her name. This may seem basic to you. This may seem very elementary. But I hope you know that Jesus knows your name. I hope you know that Jesus knows your fears. That he knows your pain. That he knows the longings of your heart. And whether you know it or not, Jesus is right in front of you. And he's behind you. And he's next to you. And he's in you. Jesus comforts us when we're all wrapped up in our own sorrow and pain. When we're inconsolable when nobody seems to understand. He waits patiently until we're done focusing on ourselves 
He waits until we're done turning our little problems into big ones. Aren't we good at that, by the way? It's like, I'm out of paper clips. I'm out of paper clips! Why do we take these little things and blow them up into big things? We do that all the time. But you know, when we are in the midst of that emotional chaos that we bring upon ourselves, if we just quiet that chaos in our heart and in our mind, we might just hear Jesus saying something. Maybe he's saying your name. Whether it's in the joys of life, in the heartaches of life, Jesus is right there with you. And he's not shouting your name in order to be heard above all the other noise in your life. Like parents who try to outshout their kids to get them to be quiet. Makes no sense. Why do we do it? Jesus is not going to shout your name to get your attention. He's just going to say your name. And he's going to repeat it over and over and over again until you're ready to hear his voice speaking to you. See, Jesus is alive. Jesus has conquered sin in our lives. He's given us the ability to live with him for eternity. He didn't do all that stuff just because he's God and he could. He did all of that for us because he loves us. And because Jesus is alive and because he's in the world today, we can live with the joy of knowing that we're not alone in this world. I want you to hear something. The maker of heaven and earth, the all-powerful in the universe, the first and the last, the all-knowing, the ever-present, the defeater of sin and death, the risen Savior and the Lord of all that exists, that God, you know, that God, he knows your name. And whether you want to love him back or not, He's still going to love you. That's the thing about God. He knows everything about us. We can't hide a single thing from him. And he loves us anyway. And he always will. We can reject him with our lives, but he's still going to love us. He knows your name. He created you. He loves you. If you don't remember anything about this sermon or in this worship service other than this, I want you to leave this place in a few minutes knowing God knows my name. And I want you to think about that because that's a big deal. Will you pray with me?